Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. Here's some of the latest of what's going on in the global automotive industry. Well, Chrysler fought the law and the law won. A few weeks back, the company refused NHTSA's request to recall 2.7 million Jeeps over fuel systems that potentially could catch fire in rear-end collisions. But now Chrysler is caving in to the agency. The company will inspect the affected Jeeps and, if necessary, it will install a trailer hitch assembly to help protect the gas tank. Well, here's my Autoline Insight. A number of Jeeps that did catch fire were rear-ended at over 60 miles an hour. Adding a trailer hitch is not going to help in that situation. I don't think anything would help. I think Chrysler realized it was going to cost more to fight NHTSA than it was worth, even though the company still believes the recall is not necessary. Automakers continue to ramp up their production in China. General Motors just opened a new plant there with the capacity to build 160,000 Cadillacs a year, though the company did not say which models will be built at the plant. And Ford announced it's going to double engine production in China to 750,000 motors a year. It will build the three-cylinder, one-liter, and a four-cylinder, 1.5-liter in the plant. Meanwhile, the city of Shijiazhang announced it's going to restrict new car sales to only 100,000 units a year. In two years, they're going to reduce that to only 90,000 a year, and then they're going to use a lottery to determine who can buy those cars. It's all got to do with the horrific air pollution and traffic congestion that's bedeviling China. Shijiazhuang, which is located in the Hebei province, has some of the worst air pollution in China. On the heels of Fiat introducing the 500L to the U.S. market, it's bringing out a stretched version in Europe with seating capacity for seven passengers, thanks to an extra eight inches in the overall length. They call it the 500L Living. Fiat describes it as having all the charm of the 500, the agility of a city-class car, as compact as a mid-sized car, the comfort and contents of a C-segment station wagon, the space and versatility of an MPV. It goes on sale in Italy next month. A few weeks back, Better Place went belly up. That's the company that wanted to set up a network of stations where EV owners could swap a depleted battery for a fully charged one. Better Place might be dead, but the idea is not. Tesla CEO Elon Musk tweeted that the company will demo a battery swap tomorrow night with its Model S. Interestingly, Elon also later tweeted that Better Place's founder, Shayagasi, got the battery swap idea from Tesla, which was already working on the idea. When Chrysler came out with its all-new V6 engine for the Ram, it posted 17 miles per gallon in the city and 25 on the highway. Not to be outdone, GM is introducing an all-new V6 for its Sierra and Silverado full-size pickups. Today, we get proof that it's a very capable engine as well. The 4.3-liter engine gets an EPA estimate of 18 miles per gallon in the city and 24 on the freeway for two-wheel drive models, while four-wheel drive 
drops those numbers slightly to 17 city and 22 highway. The V6 also offers a payload rating of over 2,100 pounds and a tow rating of 7,200 pounds, both of which are the highest available. The trucks will be on sale this summer with a starting price just under $25,000. Drivers have been using mobile navigation on heads-up displays in cars for years, but it has not been an option for motorcycle riders until now. A Russian company named LiveMap has developed a helmet that uses augmented reality to project important information onto the visor. The system uses a microphone, light sensor, earphone, and micro display that's controlled by voice commands. The company's currently looking to raise money to make a working prototype of the lithium-ion powered helmet, which could cost customers about $2,000. But I sure hope they do raise that money because I'd love to test one of those things out. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Proven on the track and on roads around the world. Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Rick Wakefield wants to know, why don't more manufacturers go with heads-up displays instead of bigger center console display units? Well, that's because up to now, HUDs have been considerably more expensive and they require a special kind of windshield to reflect the display. But the latest versions that are just about to come out are far cheaper and you should start seeing them show up just about everywhere. Jim Balecki has been watching the episodes of Design Handbook with Jim Hall. Gotta ask, he says, why should I care what Jim Hall says about styling? Because Jim knows more than just about anybody on that topic that I've ever met. He attended the Art Center School of Design, and you know, design runs in the family. His brother Bob actually developed the original concept for the Mazda Miata. Kit Gerhardt wants to know, are supercharged cars really increasing in numbers? Does anyone sell them, at least in the US, other than Audi and a few very low volume special Mustangs? Kit, supercharger sales are booming. GM offers them on the Corvette, the Camaro, and the Cadillac V-Series. Outside of the U.S., Nissan offers a supercharger with its 1.2-liter engine in the Micra, and it's also on the hybrid version of the Pathfinder. Stay tuned. You're going to see a lot more applications in just a couple of more years. Philip says, I was taking a hard look at the 2013 E-Class AMG wagon to purchase, but before I knew it, they switched over to the new 2014, and I have to say... I don't like it, style-wise. That front end is too sharp, razor-looking. Looks like a concept for a Batman movie car. And the center dash is now more busy-looking. Philip, I gotta say, you're not the first one to say they do not like the styling on the new E-Class. Lex notes that John McElroy has reported in the past about the increasing sales growth Subaru has enjoyed in recent years. I believe the demise of Saab played a major role in this increase. Subaru is enjoying, especially in the Northeast. I think you're right, Lex. And you know, this suggests to me that Subaru has an opportunity to move upscale. SeaTech saw our story that Bosch supplied 100% of the powertrain in the Fiat 500e. Perhaps Bosch should get a powertrain by Bosch tag, the way GM used to put body by Fisher tags on some GM vehicles. 
Maybe they should, but I've never seen a supplier's name ever go on the outside of any vehicle. David Lopez has an interesting question. Do you think Chrysler is gearing up to get rid of the Dodge badge name as it has been suggested by other auto news sites? No, David, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think Dodge is just at the bottom of its product cycle right now, and you're soon going to see more new models coming into the brand. I'm actually more worried about the future of the Chrysler brand than I am for the Dodge brand. Hey, thanks for all your comments and letters. We truly love getting them all. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.